0: Listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B., and this is episode number 71 How to Lower Your Stress. Hello, hello again. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Fitness Matters where every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you and I happen to know that this one matters because they always do. <laughs> I I don't think I've picked a topic yet in the past. I mean, this is episode 71 of the podcast, just being the podcast, but before that I had what like 2 years of content. So, I mean, I don't personally think that I have chosen a topic yet that does not matter to you. I mean, maybe to you personally, but like to you, the royal you, all of us who are concerned about our fitness and our mindset and this journey we call life, they all matter. They all totally matter. And this one, okay, this one 100% matters. This one matters to you kind of no matter what, even if you don't think of yourself as a person who struggles with stress. And if you don't, gosh, thank you so much for clicking on the podcast. You know, I actually really appreciate that. I'm going to digress before we even start talking about the topic. I love it when you guys tell me in either comments on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, like, oh, I didn't think that this applied to me, but I clicked on it anyways. And then I found out that it did. And I love that you do that because I do the same thing. I'll listen to a podcast kind of like, with one ear kind of thinking, well, you know, this is kind of interesting. This is somebody I like listening to, but I'm sure there's nothing here for me. And then I'll have this huge revelation like, oh my gosh, this changed my life and it's so amazing. And I just, I love that you are willing to to do that, to click on things that maybe don't seem like they matter to you. You guys, welcome. I'm Paula B, by the way, your best middle-aged fitness friend. And, and I am a person who has, in the past, struggled with stress. And do not identify myself like that anymore. I, I think that I can confidently say that I do not, as a general rule, struggle with stress. And here's why. Today's podcast has three really, 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 really practical steps that you can follow that are all about your mindset. <laughs> So they might not be as simple as, you know, put something on your calendar or I don't even know. I don't even know. I almost never give you practical things like that. It's always like sit down and think about what you're thinking, right? And today is absolutely no exception. That's spoiler alert. That's going to be step number two. Hey, but let's start with step number one. Let's talk about what stress is. First of all, I do have another episode and I did not look up the number, but I will have it for you in either the either the description box if you're watching on YouTube or the show notes if you are listening anywhere else. And you can always come to my website to find the show notes if it doesn't show up on the podcast um, app that you use. It really depends on where you listen as to exactly how much information you have access to, but come to my website, PaulaBFitness.com, and you can find this episode, and it's super easy to access the show notes. So I will have a link for you to the video version of the episode about stress, which was a bonus because I talked about it in my Get Your Goal group quite some time ago. Now, I want to say that that was... Gosh, I think that was almost a year ago at this point. So you might not have listened to that episode. I highly suggest it. It's always a good idea. When in doubt, there's always another podcast that corroborates something that I'm saying in this podcast. But here is the crux of that episode and the thing that you need to know before you want to lower your stress. Like, I know that you're thinking that this is going to be some kind of tips and tricks like take a bath, go for a walk, get some fresh air, those kinds of things. No, here's here's what you need to know about stress in order to lower it. Stress is a feeling. Stress is a feeling exactly like any other feeling that we have. Stress is a feeling exactly like being happy, exactly like being excited, exactly like being thrilled, exactly like being in love, exactly like anger, which we just talked about, exactly like... Fear exactly like any other feeling in the world. Stress is a feeling and that means that it's created by your thoughts. Here's why this is foundational. 99.9% of us think that stress comes from out there somewhere. 99.9% of us think that stress is caused by external factors. My boss is stressing me out. My job is stressing me out. The virus is stressing me out. The world is stressing me out. My husband is stressing me out. My dad being in the hospital is stressing me out. All of those things exist. Certainly, they exist, but they are not causing your stress. Stress is caused by your thoughts. Now, you have thoughts about everything that happens in the world. You have thoughts about everything all the time. You have, I mean, it's uncorroborated, but here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote it again. <laughs> you have about 60,000 thoughts in a day. Lots of them are going to be related to the things that you observe in the world, things that you hear on the news, things that are happening to you personally currently right now or things that are happening currently to people that you know or love or have some knowledge of. Your thoughts come to you in a couple of different ways. We talk about thoughts being like triggered by circumstances in the world things that are happening in the world and i don't i don't personally love that word triggered just because lots of us lots of us really skip over the triggering thought and go directly to oh that triggers a feeling to me and that is such a common phrase that people use now so i don't love that your thoughts aren't caused by things happening in the world but they are sparked by Let's call it that. I like sparking better than triggering because I do feel like, well, first of all, it's a pretty accurate representation. <laughs> I mean, your thoughts, they're just electrical impulses in your brain. They're not, they're not really that exciting like in and of themselves. We make them mean so many things about our lives and about us and about the world and everything around us and then we have these deep feelings about it. But, but seriously, your thoughts are just electrical impulses in your brain. And then those thoughts create physical vibrations in your body because of a chemical reaction. Your thoughts stimulate your adrenal glands, essentially. And this is, I mean, talk about uncorroborated, (laughs) you guys. This is is my very, 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 very non-technical, non-scientific layperson's understanding of the physical vibrations that we feel from emotions. There have been some studies done I can't quote you like a specific person right now, but there have been some studies done as to like what emotions are. And there is no like one answer that all scientists a hundred percent agree. Like, you know, the moon being made of blue cheese. (laughs) It's not, but, but something like that, Like, like scientists don't all agree as to exactly what your emotions are or where they come from. My understanding of it is that, our thoughts and our emotions are very like electrical and chemistry based. So I totally got like off topic there, but here's what I'm saying. When you have a feeling that we identify as stress, it's from your adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands have pumped out some kind of something like adrenaline. I mean, it's not always going to be adrenaline, but something that makes you feel physical vibrations in your body. Something like your mouth getting a little bit dry, your skin feeling kind of tingling, your heart beating a little bit faster that kind of yucky feeling in your stomach, that churning in your stomach, those physical vibrations are just that. They're physical vibrations in your body. And it's really, really important to understand how much control we have over those physical vibrations. Here's, here's why we know that stress doesn't come from out there. When you tell me that somebody you know and love is in the hospital and they're very sick right now, you feel stress from that. I feel... depending on who you are and who's in the hospital, maybe nothing. I mean, if I don't know you and I don't know anything about it, I feel nothing because I'm unaware of it. If I do know you, and this is somebody that I also care about, I might feel some version of concern, worry, possibly stress, but not the way you do. So a person that you know and love being in the hospital does not cause stress or else it would cause the exact same amount of stress in every single human being on the planet at the same time. And you and I both know that that's not true. That's how we know that things that are happening aren't full of stress in and of themselves. Things that are happening, somebody cutting you off in line, somebody you love being in the hospital, somebody you love dying, somebody at your work who doesn't speak very nicely to you, Those are all, those are all completely neutral until you have a thought about them. That thought is what creates the feeling, the physical vibration of stress. Now, here's the thing. I know that you understand this intellectually. We all do. Especially if you've heard me say this before, you've heard somebody else say this before. I know you get that. And yet, and yet... We still, as a society, I mean, truly, you you look around at anybody who talks about stress. Anybody ever who has any sort of anything to say about stress is going to talk about, oh, you know, the weather was so nice today and that was such a stress reliever. I went for a run and that totally relieved my stress. You might understand that stress comes from your thoughts. You might be on board with that. But you might still kind of think that there's an external way to relieve stress something you can do to relieve the stress that you feel and that is the second half of still this first step of our very practical episode is that relieving stress doesn't mean ignoring your thoughts it doesn't mean doing something to lower your stress It means truly understanding that your thoughts are what create and, well, that what creates stress and what can create a lack of stress, whatever else you'd like to feel instead. When you attribute stress or the relief of stress to external factors, you are abdicating your responsibility for taking care of your own well-being. And the part that I think, I mean, that really bothers me is that you're giving away your power. You you are so phenomenally powerful. So, so phenomenally powerful. Your thoughts are the most Powerful thing on the planet. Soak that in for just a quick second. With your thoughts, with your immensely powerful brain, you create feelings. Those feelings drive your actions. Those actions get you results. Your thoughts create your reality. That's really powerful. That's enormously powerful. That is almost unimaginably powerful. And in fact, it is kind of unimaginable because if you haven't imagined it yet, you don't even know. With that kind of power, why in the world would you give it away? Why in the world would you say and think and believe that somebody else or something else has control over the physical vibrations in your body, over the feelings and emotions that you have. It's amazing when you start really, really, really soaking that in. When we give away our power to, oh, the number on the scale is stressing me out, my job is stressing me out, or the weather was so nice today, I felt so relieved, or I was at work, so I was busy, and then I didn't have time to worry. When we give away our power, we are not harnessing our power. And I understand, I mean, I've seen Spider-Man. I know that with great power comes great responsibility. And I know that for lots of us, it's the responsibility piece that's actually even more frightening than the power. Being responsible for yourself can make you have a thought. Maybe it doesn't make you have a thought. Can spark a thought that creates a feeling of maybe dread, fear, something along those lines, something that feels very, very scary, very much like we would love to give that away, like we would love to have this be somebody else's responsibility. But I'm here to tell you that it's not. We're still on step one, taking responsibility and ownership of your power over stress is the only place to start. Anything else I tell you is going to have nothing, nothing for you unless you really, really, really understand and absorb that your thoughts about external factors are what are creating the feeling of stress in your body. And as a side note, it's not a step in and of itself, but as a side note, because we have talked about this before, I'm just gonna go ahead and bring it up again, that a feeling, a a vibration in your body, even though it can feel very real, very powerful, very strong, it's not actually going to kill you. And I know that your mother has told you that since the beginning of time, you know, sticks and stones may break your bones, but you know, names can never hurt you. Your feelings can't actually hurt you. Except that a chronic feeling of stress caused by your own thoughts actually does have links to all kinds of diseases and problems that can shorten your lifespan. This one's really important, you guys. This one's really important for your health. And lots of us just kind of go on about our day like, well, you know, I'm a little stressed out or I'm a lot stressed out and there's really kind of nothing I can do about it and what can you do? The world is crazy. No, no, this is something that you have the power over and it's something that really affects your daily life and your health. Okay, I feel like that was enough nagging. But hey, you know what? Step two, more nagging. Here we go. (laughs) Step two is, of course, to find your thoughts. You knew this was coming because I literally already told you. (laughs) (laughs) my spoiler alert, that you are going to need to find your thoughts. Here's where journaling comes in. Here's where I love to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and simply ask myself a question. What's bothering me right now? Or if I kind of know what's bothering me, as I shared just last week, like, hey, how do I feel about whatever topic running? How do I feel about somebody I know and love being in the hospital? How do I feel about my job? How do I feel about my relationship? How do I feel about this thing that I think is causing me stress? (laughs) But no, it's just my thoughts. When you are searching for your thoughts... There's one really powerful question, and I feel like we've kind of covered this before, but it's something that I have come back to again and again that I have found incredibly powerful for me, is this question, what am I making this mean? And even further than what am I making this mean, is what am I making this mean about me? You'll notice the difference when you ask yourself that what is, what am I making this mean about me? Because sometimes when we listen to ourselves, you know, when we ask ourselves the question of what am I making this mean? It's like, well, I'm making this mean that, you know, everything's going bad and that the world is falling apart and that, you know, I could lose my job or I could lose somebody I love or I, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you are making it mean. But when you bring it down that one more notch and really bring it home to what you're making it mean about you, you will find thoughts that would have been previously inaccessible to you. What am I making this mean about me is honestly always the heart of everything. And I, I'm i gonna throw this out there lovingly, as lovingly as I can. We are all incredibly selfish. (laughs) I mean that so nicely, so lovingly, like really, really. I'm not calling you names. I'm not pointing fingers. We are all, I'm pointing a finger at myself. We are all, all, always concerned about ourselves. Always, Because, and here's the thing, because we are all really, truly a closed system. Yes, of course, we have connections. We have feelings about other things in the world. We love people and things and places and all of those kinds of things. We feel connected to the world, but we feel connected to the world because of our own thoughts. We're we're actually we're actually always living in our own little bubble. The only thoughts and feelings that we truly have access to are our own. The only experiences that we truly have access to are our own. We are innately concerned with ourselves. And that's there's there's nothing it's neither good nor bad. Like there's nothing else about that that needs to be like explained away or or justified or anything. It's just, it's the way your brain works. It's, it's a closed system. It's all in you. So when you realize that things that are stressing you out that are not actually stressing you out because it's your own thoughts, when you realize that it's your own thoughts about what it means to you, well, I'm afraid I'm going to be sad. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. I'm afraid I... I'm going to have this other feeling in the future. Then you can really start to understand that you are stressed about the possibility of another feeling. That's it. That's it. It's all you have access to your thoughts, your feelings. And then, of course, your actions and the results that you get. But, but the only thing that can happen is something that you will have a thought about. And that thought will create another feeling. That is all that's going to ever happen. You will have a thought. You will have a feeling. You will have a thought. <laughs> you will have a feeling. And yeah, again, I mean, the feelings drive your actions, create your results ta-da, like magic, every time. But when we are stressed about something, because we are making it mean something about ourselves, the core of that fear, of that problem, is simply that there is the possibility of some thought that will create some feeling. And here's where the real magic comes in. When you realize that you are in control of your thoughts and feelings, you'll realize that the only thing to be stressed about isn't worthy of stressing about. You can choose your own thoughts. You can choose what kinds of feelings you'd like to have. And this doesn't mean that you're going to choose to be happy all the time. Something terrible in your mind happens... You, of course, can choose to be upset about that. You can choose to be sad. You can choose to be worried. You can choose to be stressed, truly. You could choose to feel whatever it is that you want to feel. But understand that it's a choice. When you find your thoughts and understand that you are simply making it mean something about you, then you'll realize that these are thoughts that you could change if you wanted to because you can change any of your thoughts or not. Again, it's your responsibility and your power. You could you could 100% continue to think the same things. But since you have the power to choose thoughts that could help you feel better, I'm going to suggest that you do. I mean... I mean, right? (laughs) Like, Like if you're having thoughts that are making you feel lousy and you're in control of those thoughts, you don't have to feel lousy. You don't have to, actually you don't have to feel anything. You get to. You get to feel whatever you want. So this was a lot. And there is a step three because this is a lot and here's the step that I was missing for a long time myself and something that I have really grown to understand exactly how important this is. Step three is to get help seeing what your thoughts are and what they're creating for you. Because when you have access, as you do, to your thoughts and your feelings and understanding your thoughts and your feelings, there are, there's still that, that being in it that can be very difficult. You have the ability to step up a little bit from your thoughts and feelings and notice your own thoughts and feelings. I mean, that's what happens when we write them down on paper is that we can, we can be out of the thoughts and feelings and simply see the thoughts and feelings for what they are. But that's not our natural default. It's not our go-to. We are, we are usually in the thoughts and feelings. When you get help seeing your thoughts and understanding what feelings they are creating for you. And then really, really making the connection between how that feeling is driving your actions and what those actions are creating as a result for you in your life. It's amazing how much more clear all of this can become. And I will tell you that I was incredibly reluctant to do this part. Like this, again, this was something that I personally came to recently. I, I really thought that reading self-help books and listening to self-help podcasts was all the self-help <laughs> that I needed, that that was going to be the thing that changed my life. And it absolutely did. Don't get me wrong. It absolutely did. I 100% began changing my own life by absorbing information from other people, which I guess technically is still asking for help, but I'm talking about I'm talking about a little bit more personal help when I'm saying this step three is to get personal help. When I made the decision to step from simply listening to Brooke Castillo's podcast to joining Self-Coaching Scholars, which is her group that does this kind of work. And then of course after that made the step to even becoming a life coach myself and honestly very ancillary but similar at the same time was when I started making the decision to hire a YouTube coach. When I actually made the decision to hire help in my business. I mean, I was I was trying to control all the things all the time and unsurprisingly my thoughts about that were very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I had created for myself lots of stress. And being able to ask somebody else for help was hands down the thing that t- took me to the next level. And let me be super, super clear what kind of help I'm talking about here. When when I joined Self-Coaching Scholars, there is the, the ability to get one-on-one coaching help, which I take advantage of sometimes. But but not very often. I mean, honestly, even being given the specific tools to help myself still took it one step further than simply absorbing information from a podcast or a book. When, when I took that step, I had, I had lots of thoughts about what it meant To ask for help and how that meant that I was weak and how that meant that I couldn't figure it out on my own and what that meant to me, I actually have come to understand more recently that the exact opposite was true. The reason that I was having so much trouble asking for help wasn't because it meant that I was weak. I couldn't ask for help because I didn't love myself enough to, to get help. And here's what I'm going to tell you about getting help. You don't necessarily have to pay for it. I, I understand that this is going to start to sound like a commercial for either Brooks Services <laughs> or mine, because I am. By the way, by the way, I'm a certified life coach now. Did I mention that? I haven't mentioned that. I mentioned it last week that I was on my way. But I have now, like, officially passed the test, passed the class. I'm I'm about to put the, the little seal of certified life coach on my website, like, I'm a certified life coach. So, but again, not not an advertisement for my services, unless of course you'd like them. But here's what I'm saying about getting help. There are free ways to get help. I mean, I, for example, I host a live Q&A on YouTube on the last Wednesday of every month on my main channel, the Paula B Fitness channel, not the, the Fitness Matters channel. I also, every single Friday, if you're on Facebook, host a live Q&A in my free Facebook group, The Killer Beehive. There's always a link in the show notes as well, by the way. And, and if you do want to take it one step further, I have the paid accountability and coaching group that I talk about at the end of every single podcast. It's called the Get Your Goal Group. That's where we do lots of one-on-one work and group work. I offer journal prompts, helping you find your thoughts, helping you, you know, understand the connection between your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your results. Like we do this kind of work both for free and for paid and, and I do also have one-on-one coaching. I mean, Getting help can be as simple as asking one question on a live chat and just hearing your own thoughts reflected back to you in a different way, or it can be, you know, in-depth, actual one-on-one, ongoing help. Either way, that ability to have somebody else take a look at your thoughts and reflect them back to you is is absolutely invaluable. When you are in your own thoughts, it can be incredibly difficult to recognize them as thoughts. They feel so real. They feel so truthy. They feel so believable and and like it is simply your experience. It feels like you are just telling me the news, telling me exactly the facts of what's going on. But if you've ever listened to episode nine, facts versus opinions, you know that most of what we think is simply our opinions. When you can understand that power of your thoughts and really understand that your thoughts are creating both your stress and the lack of stress, the reduction of your stress... That's when this all comes together. And that's all there is here. There's just the three steps. Recognizing that stress is a feeling and that it's caused by your thoughts. Understanding that you personally can find your thoughts and that your thoughts are always about you. And then, step three, getting some help with really clarifying what those thoughts are creating for you in your life. Your your stress will be reduced... In a way that, I mean, I can't even quantify. I remember, I remember what it felt like to be worried all the time. To be, I I honestly, sometimes I felt like I was consumed by worry and stress and anxiety. And there there are different, don't, don't, we're not parsing that out right this second. But the fact that I rarely feel any of those things anymore because of the mindset work that I have done tells me that this is incredibly powerful, that this is the way to not just lower your stress today right this second about this one particular thing to help you feel better right now, but to literally help you feel better all the time. And again, not 100%. I know I'm I'm distracting myself from my main message, which is that you can feel better. But I do want you to understand. I mean, I feel like I tell you this all the time. (laughs) There's always going to be toilets to clean. There's always going to be something that doesn't feel amazing. Your goal isn't to be happy 100% of the time. Your goal is simply to feel good as often as you can about the things that you want to feel good about. You guys. (sighs) that relieved a lot of my stress. How about yours? (laughs) You know why? Because you're thinking, probably something along the lines of, hopefully something along the lines of, oh my gosh, I'm totally in control of this. That thought, I'm totally in control of this, hopefully, feels like relief, feels like amazing power, feels like excitement, feels like hope, feels like empowerment because those are all available to you. I do hope that you will share with me your ahas, your takeaways from today, because I love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. So are you totally loving this mindset work and you really want to do it like, you know, every day in order to get your goal? Then my friend, you need to join the Get Your Goal group. It is my personal and private, very interactive coaching and accountability group where every day we talk about your mindset and we get your goal. You can learn all about it at paulabfitness.com slash get your Goal. I'll see you in the goal group.